Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips with sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sick kombucha for your womb. Hey, hey gals. gals, welcome back to It Gals, nearly said X Gals, but it is gal. Yeah, you gotta sign up for that shit, girl. <laughs> so this week on the podcast, we have dear friend of the pod and fellow podcaster now. Yes. Mr. Adam O'Reilly. O'Reilly. <laughs> it feels like I'm home. I know, and yes, we're still being bi-coastal queens. Yeah, we are bi-coastal queens. <laughs> in, case anybody, in case anybody has any... Uh, any idea different? Can we all take a drag of our vape? Oh, yes. Let's okay, just, on that'll... the count of three. Okay, one, two, two three. <laughs> <laughs> so, me and Lindsay back in the day, uh, in early Ickal's days, we would always be told that, like, you'd hear the crack of the can. Yeah. And I feel the crack. <laughs> And in your podcast, Mind Poppers, which, by the way, we're going to talk about in a sec, is amazing. But your crack of the can is the crackle of the, the crackle vape. of the vape. But we should do an OG X uh, it gals maybe next week where we have cans. Yes, because we used to open up it gals from what I remember, like cracking a can. Yeah, oh, love and every, that. Anytime we open a can, we put it in the mic and be like, "Girls." <laughs> <laughs> too because it would be on the weekend because jenny was working so we'd use it as our hangout time and also our drinking time so it was bad because the shit we said in the podcast like no there's no way <laughs> oh but i get here that 100 percent because um i, I don't know, I think it was last episode what was the episode of mind poppers where i was like talking mad shit um oh yes that was an iconic i was two episodes ago about yeah right so two episodes ago but i had been day drinking for the day because the weather was good and i was literally just out in the garden i think oh uh chromatica by lady gaga was out so i had a big amp speaker and i'm just sitting in the garden on a big deck chair like looking out just at the water so i was just day drinking for the day i, I think it was a friday and i was like shit i was like why don't i try and record the episode of mind poppers today and it will free up my saturday you know and oh, it was it is dangerous. It's just so dangerous the things that you're liable to say when you're blackout drunk. And it's the weirdest thing about it is that like never in your mind when you're drunk, you're like, this is a great idea to say this. Like I, it literally feels like I am Einstein speaking the truth. Like I am on the booth being like, and the truth of the matter. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh my God, I've <laughs> never thought of that, but that's genius. When I'm yeah. thinking, like, oh, hold on. I hate, like, in our first few months of podcasting, because we would be lit, I hated, hated listening back. Because, first of all, you're getting used to hearing your own voice, which is awkward in itself. But then you're listening to your drunk voice. So slur. Mm-hmm. 
like saying um we used to say um you know the kind of way I was saying like oh it's painful <laughs> well I couldn't listen back to that episode that it was I like now for like 90% of every episode of podcast I do I'm usually under the influence of something you know yeah but <laughs> for this one I, I didn't listen back I was like no I was like that is best left forgotten and then obviously I got loads of messages being like were you talking about blah 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 and all that and I was like oh it's the worst <laughs> So talk us through um, your podcast. So how many episodes are in there of my podcast? I think eight since Saturday. But it doesn't seem that long, you know? It just seems like yesterday. But the thing is, like, my poppers is still a baby, you know? It doesn't know what it wants to be when it grows up. Like me, you know? It's just still figuring shit out. We grow with the pod. Well, you do. You did it, like... If I, people always ask was kind of like, you know, like, oh, like we, a real like common message we'll get is, I want to start a podcast and like, they will only focus on the most random shit about like what they wanted to be. And I'm mm-hmm. like, they'll be like, and I'm, what about this mic? And do I need to get this? And I need to do that. And I'm like, look, they, yeah, they dive headfirst into investing a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always go back and I'm like, geez, like find out what the fuck you want to talk about, but also there's a fine line between finding what you want to talk about, but not completely pigeonholing yourself as well, which you nailed. Cause it's like, if anyone doesn't know Adam's podcast, it's called mind poppers. Okay. So it's all about like things that will pop your mind, blow your mind. And that can, it's like genius because it can be pretty much anything. It has been anything, you know, has just been literally anything. Like I've just thrown shit to a wall and it's stuck. Just like whatever, like I find like makes me think like, oh, or if I'm stoned some point and something like freaks me out. Like, hmm. The stoned aspect definitely helps because like, and the way you explain stories, like things that maybe on paper wouldn't be you know a mind popper but when you delve into them and you love you're a researcher right so you like you know so mm-hmm. much about it, that is mental yeah. oh my god so maybe give us um, a few recaps of maybe what, what has been your favorite episode of mind poppers um well the, the most recent episode was special to me because i had on the guy who actually designed land del rey's flower crown for the born to die music video and obviously like we all love land del rey but I was like, oh, just being able to like capture the voice of that person, you know, from from like it was a moment. It was a part of the culture and it was the first time he ever spoke publicly. I need an interesting story to tell about creating the flower crown, which, by the by, if you listen to the podcast, the Land of Rice flower crown was actually made from Poundland material. Like, so that's like the, the Brits. Ah, I yeah. believe that. Mm-hmm. And like, such a, it was, that was such a great like mind popper element. And I do feel that like, when you start your podcast, you always have like certain things that are like in the world of your pod. Like for me and Lindsay, it's definitely Sex in the City. But our Sex in the City to It Gals is Lana Del Rey to Mind Poppers. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> like there's pretty much every episode you either roast me and Lindsay yeah. or mention Lana Del Rey. But people must be at this stage. They're like, oh, would he ever just get their two names out of his fucking mouth? Do you know? Oh, stop. We do the same now that you've been podcasting. We're like, and when I was listening to my poppers, like I love the one. My, was it your first one about the exotic animals? I just thought like the description. Oh yeah, that was. Um, I think it was maybe the first one, but it was the amount of because it was on the back of like the whole Joe Exotic, um, whatever yeah. that was called. I can't even remember the name. What was that called again? Or what was that documentary called? Tiger yeah. King. Tiger, Tiger King. King. 
So it was off the back of that and I wanted to like see how could we could equate it to Ireland and like I wanted to Google up the numbers on how many exotic animals are actually in Ireland at the moment and the way you can bring them in and like when you actually look into it the numbers there's just so many things like tarantulas and scorpions in Ireland that you just wouldn't even think about like you just don't know and they're all getting into the wild people are dumping them and stuff so there actually is so many just horrible like creepy crawlies in Ireland that aren't supposed to be in Ireland it's awful I will brought back when you because I actually wanted to tell you this Evan was one of these people oh no I knew that boy was bad news <laughs> Evan had a snake I had two snakes I, I do believe and one he has really funny stories about his snake I mean it actually cracks me up thinking about him so he had a snake called Chopper <laughs> I thought I'd tell that <laughs> After the criminal. I don't know who it was after, but his name was Chopper. And at, uh, uh, he said that he used to, like, first of all, he'd bring it to the field in, I was like, did it just stay in its, like, tank? And he was like, no, nah, no, sometimes I'd, uh, I'd bring him, bring it to the field and basically just let it out for a little walk, a little roam around. <laughs> and then, and he said also sometimes, he said if there was, like, a fight going to happen or something, or, like, if there was people coming down, Carl's in trouble and there's a snake. <laughs> with the snake around his neck? They'd be like, look at that mad with the snake around his ah! neck. You see, if Evan did that, they'd be like, oh, look at that mad fucker. Now better stay away from him. If I showed up to a fight with, like, a snake around my neck, they'd be like, oh, my God, there's Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> My friend um, had a snake and it went missing. Ew. Mm. So we've never found the snake. It's still bopping around the village. Gas. Well, Evan, when Evan of his house, he had to, like, he, his mom was like, what are you going to do with the snake? And he was like, ah, you'll mind it there for me, won't you? I'm like, <laughs> Evan's mom just had this snake in her garage for, like, years after where, like, once a month she'd have to go in and, like, give it a mouse. Weird. <laughs> So, yes, I am going out with uh, the Irish Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> um, exotic. Listen to this, right? That something really bad happened to me last night. It was why I'm so tired now. So I was, I was on the, and I, I knew that you would appreciate this, but I was on the dating sites last night. You know, I'd say around midnight. So someone had messaged me. They'd sent a picture of themselves first, like a face picture, which I always, you know, that is, the way to start we're very good looking and I was into it and, and we, we started talking um the conversation was flowing so well you know the way when you're when you're doing the whole tinder thing and it's like hey how are you you know how have you been kind of a thing and it's very stale and stagnant and it's not um <clears throat> it's not fluid the conversation yeah but this conversation was just flowing it was almost like you know we, we were talking on grinder, but um it was almost like it was like Facebook Messenger. The messages were coming. It was like, ha, ah, you know, it was like really, really like just conversational, loving it. You know, he was saying that he's like super, super anti-drugs, like to the point of aggressive. And I loved it. Um, you know? <laughs> because I'm so the opposite. Yeah. I'm so the opposite. But he was like, he was like, no, he was like, I was like, what about weed and stuff? And he was like, no, if, I, if we were going out and I found out you were smoking weed, oh, I'd kill you. We, we'd have... Like, I'd kill you. There'd be so much trouble. And I was like, that is so motherfucking hot. <laughs> you know? Trolling. I, yeah. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, absolutely into it, into it. And he was like telling me like 
stories about him being with with his ex girlfriend, um, and like him like say finding out like months after that she had done poppers at um, EP, and like he just used to lose the plot and stuff and freak out and he was like just so anti drug like to the point of like so controlling it was just such a big turn on for me because I knew that as something that we could fight about in the future you know, um, back and forth he was telling me all his kinks you know, and his, his kinks kind of lined up with my kinks. So okay. I was like, this, this is perfect. He he liked to be licked all over. Um, and you like it, It's not necessary that I liked to like to lick, you know. But again, it was the, I was like, but where do you like to be licked? He was like, all over. So I was like, oh, I was like, is it just like a general kink? Like if I was to, or if someone was to lick your elbow, you know, would that turn you on? And he was like, no, he was like, kind of nowhere from the like neck up and so he had a weird thing about his arms so the whole thing was he liked to be licked in like demeaning areas if that makes sense oh what's a demeaning area to lick well i mean like it's obviously it's like not super empowering if you're licking someone's balls like you know um well i would actually like to disagree i feel like <laughs> Jenny, Jenny McLaffey, ball advocate. <laughs> Adam, by the way, thought my name was Jenny McLaffey. Why? Just that's what he thought my name was. Because he's, he's, he DM'd me one day, be like, Jenny McLaffey. And I was like, Haha. <laughs> do you think my name is Jenny McLaffey? He was like, that is your name. I was like, it ain't it, sis. That ain't my name. <laughs> you see, I knew, it, I, knew, I, I knew at my core it was Jenny Claffey. Um, for, from just seeing it and stuff but it just rolled off the tongue as Jenny McLaffey I feel yeah okay so go on he was into the licking so into yeah. the licking it was I was super into it and we just like keep in mind bet- between whatever about our kinks lining up or whatever really good banter really good back and forth I was like okay so at least tell me some of the, the positives because he'd gone on a fucking spiel about the, the, the anti-drugs and all the fights he got into the ex-girlfriend with the drugs or whatever which again was just it was I was hot and I was like it was to tell me some of the nice things you know about going out with you and he was like okay well he was like I have this like tendency to overspend he was like you know like he was like I bought like people I was going out with like the, the new iPhones like I always pay for the trips the holidays the flights everything it's all included like he p- picks up every bill and was just like really generous with his money I guess again turn on for sure um Absolutely. So we, we'd gone back and forth and keep in mind now, so we started talking about midnight and the conversation was just so good and so fluid that we were talking up until half four, you know, it was bright and, and the birds were chirping outside, but I, but I didn't even feel tired because I was so engaged in the conversation. We just had really, really hit it off. And I was like, finally, I was like, this is okay. I feel like I'm on the right path. This is, you know, something that is going to be good for me or whatever, something I can definitely pursue. So it came to about maybe 4.45 a.m. And I was like, look, I really got to go to sleep. Sleep emoji, angel emoji. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was <Thank> like, <laughs> I was like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And so I was just was looking at the phone because I could still see he was online. Like 60 seconds had passed and I was just waiting to see the message saying, OK, good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. But so five minutes have passed, right? And nothing. And then, I guess, at like another a minute later, the message disappeared off the phone, so that huh? he had blocked me 
after our four and a half hours of talking, like blocked me. Everything was gone. No trace of him. It was it was just gone. Um, so was this on the app? You didn't migrate to no on the app on the app. Um, and I was just like left, and I was like, oh my god, I feel so triggered right now. I was like, I feel so fucking abandoned, like a puppy just left at the side of the road. Oh my god, I was just like, it just triggered me because I have this thing where I hate goodbyes and like finalities and stuff like this. Mm. And I was just like, oh my god, I will never open my heart again. <laughs> He's like basically like an emotional vampire. An emotion, it, yeah. Like that, he, but really, you found out his true kink and it was like some sort of fake connection. What I think it could be is that maybe he. Like, because you're saying that he was basically putting his girlfriend through a tough time. Oh, you're such a tough time. And trying to have fun. And he's, you know, beating her ass up about it like weeks later and saying that he'd kill you. I always um, a bit like turned off. Like when a guy is showing his controlling ways via text before we've even migrated from the app, I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I, you're kind of setting up this pretense of how I have to get in line to be like desirable to you or like deemed like, you know, representable to you or something. And especially when it comes like, say with your choice of lifestyle, it's like, oh, I wouldn't put up with that. But he was because he was dating someone who, you know, was doing drugs. And you know? keep in mind, she had only done drugs 10 times within their two year relationship. So it's not like she was like out every, uh, like out every weekend jaw swinging, you know? Yeah, she like lets loose every couple, and like also at a festival for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, and but like also, a lot of the instances were festivals. And if he's saying as well that he's anti drugs, why did you not opt out after the first time? Like you kept her going for the fifth, the sixth, the seventh. Like, <laughs> okay, so you're grand with it then. But you, you just want it's, it's the chaos. It's yeah. something about chaos that just draws me in. I love chaos. I just I flourish <clears> in it. Well, sometimes I I do find it like this faux sense of connection and I've had them too when I'm talking to guys on dating apps and we kind of get into a bit of an argument. Like I had it um, a couple weekends ago where I was talking to this guy and, you know, I think I'd almost bailed one time and then he was kind of bailing and then we were like fighting and like it felt like, oh, my like brain reacted to the argument and I was like, oh my gosh, we're actually finally getting on. But like that's my fucked up <laughs> that, like, passion equals not getting on and argumentative and stuff like that because that's what my past relationships have been like you know the passion the fighting yeah the, like, you know and I think sometimes when you see this like you know clashing of lifestyles of like needs and wants it can be exciting to discuss but it is always like difficult to live with you know like I totally would have changed my ways I told well I, I would have lied you know I would have lied about it and still kept <laughs> up my normal lifestyle but you know if for the image of of the relationship you know for his reality you know I would be drug free you want to be like the bad girl <laughs> I'm just a pa party girl with a bad habit <laughs> love my man so uh, <laughs> amazing story very it girls and you know I, at least you dodged the bullet i, I still i'm hoping that the bullet swings back around and hits me you know? interest, okay adam out of interest did you discuss because he's clearly his previous partner was a girl do you think he was maybe just dipping the toe into I, that only dawned on me afterwards 
that okay. Rusty like just kind of living out some sort of closeted fantasy right now and then after he talks to people he deletes and stuff I don't that know could, and it could be also like I guess to an extent he kind of spilled his guts and maybe he was having some sort of like as we said dipping the toe and he was like oh I kind of spilled my guts about my weird licking fetish to some guy and but then maybe it wasn't even, even weird you know I expected it but in terms of like connecting, which we're all trying to do via social media, like we're trying to connect when we're not actually with people. Since being like back on apps and things, it is so amazing that you can literally match with someone and in five minutes you're discussing really intimate details. And I find that amazing, like because I've met some like friends, like guys that I would now consider friends that I'm texting away, like, you know, that there's not a kind of romantic you know, like he's talking about other people he's matching, I am, but like, it's this like weird secret intimacy within just texting. And mm-hmm. I love that. I get You that. don't get that other apps, you know? Well, because it gives you a bit of the safety of like the cloak of semi-anonymity. Yeah. You know, that way, because you're kind of having date five talks pre-first date. Yeah. And I think it's also like, there's always just a little bit of like, I mean, in any every second Bumble bio, you'll see a guy being like, can't believe I'm here. <laughs> you know, there's a bit of a dating app because you are kind of presenting yourself as single and looking. Yeah, ready to mingle. Yeah. <laughs> Lonely. Oh, fucking gas. Okay, girlies, let's move on to the meat of the episode, will we? I haven't oh, said that. I haven't heard that. <laughs> Triggered. I was notorious for always saying, I was like, the meat and the bones. Because I didn't even say the bones. And we were like, what are we, butchers? Vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we wanted to bring on Adam today to talk about some good old-fashioned conspiracies, girlies. We did a we did an uh, YouTube video, uh, probably it was last summer sometime. So it was like not far, probably a year ago, fucking hell. But where Lindsay and I, it was an iconic it girls video where we made tinfoil hats while discussing our favorite conspiracy theories. That video it was, was like, so fucking funny. <laughs> It was iconic. I got uh, a bucket hat and Lindsay got a beret. A beret and a Parisian. <laughs> we haven't spoken with them since and people have always asked us to do a podcast, but like, we just felt we needed an extra element and you are that element. You are the perfect, another, by the way, three water signs in the room, baby. Oh. Mm. Not in the room, in the virtual room, just in case you're one. In the <laughs> chat room online. <laughs> So we wanted to talk and make it galsy y'all. Talk about some celeb, well-known people, conspiracies wrapped around them. And we're just going to free ball and chit-chat about some of our faves, whether so, we believe it, etc. So who wants to go first? I think Adam. Adam, yes. You Maybe you'll open the floor for us, Adam. Okay, well, my first, um, I would say mind popper, my first um, celebrity scandal conspiracy, right, isn't a traditional um, celebrity. It is okay. kind of almost like a, a saint. Um, someone... <laughs> <laughs> but I just want, let's cancel Gandhi. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's done, you guys. <laughs> the red man who's known mostly for his red carpet appearance. <laughs> okay, let's not lie, he killed the last Met Gala. He did. <laughs> I believe he came in before Lana Del Rey and Jared Leto and <laughs> uh, heavenly bodies. He was <laughs> <laughs> this king is himself. This king is himself in the robe. 
No, because what was the last Met Gala theme, actually? It was camp. Oh, camp. I mean, I don't think that would have been his vibe. Well, he did have me bodies, I'm saying. That was the one I hear. Yeah. Defo being the oh, yeah. He would have co-hosted it. He would have been, I don't know what he would have been saying, but I'll get cancelled if I... <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, so, so, basically, right, what we know of Gandhi, he was like, you know, his messages still kind of resonate throughout the world, his messages of peace and progress through nonviolent movements. Um, and a lot of people like adopted his teachings, like, for example, Martha, Martin Luther King during the, I think it was maybe just before or during the, the civil rights movement in the States. Um, what was that? Maybe back in the 1940s? 60s. 60s, okay. Well, this he, okay, he was getting confused. Maybe in the 40s, he went over to Gandhi's house. Now, Gandhi had been dead, obviously, and he was so moved by Gandhi that he slept there with his wife in the bed, you know, like Gandhi lived in, what have you. So his messages has resonated around the world. But when you do a bit of digging into Gandhi, and a lot of it obviously has been, you know, tried to be covered up, but Gandhi was actually a massive racist. No fucking way. Yeah, boom. <laughs> Such a racist. Um, so the thing was, um, his early his early teachings. Now he did kind of change his tone kind of towards when he was about to die, but his early teachings like were absolutely not positive towards the black community at all. So he used to preach that um Europeans were the most civilized people, closely followed by the Indian nation. But that black people were, in his words, dirty and lived like animals, you know? That's wild. I wonder, does it have, like, something to do with, like, you know, like, there's such a caste system in India? Mm. Literally, yeah. exactly that. But um, he, he kind of went out with his work. He, he wanted it to be very clear that Indian people and black people were not the same. Um, and, like, he even went to the extent where, he, like, he campaigned for, like, separate entrances to the post office. So that Indians um, and the black community then wouldn't have to mix, you know. So he was like actively like seeking like almost segregation, you know, in certain aspects. Oh my god! So, yeah, and I think I think actually there could have been one recently during the, the Black Lives Matter protests at the moment, but there was definitely one in 2019 where uh, people have started to tear down Gandhi statues. Oh you know? really? Yeah, so he's like, it's full whack. Like, people are taking down the statues and all. But whatever... Go on, sorry. He's getting cancelled, I said. Holy shit. Yeah, Gandhi's getting cancelled, you guys. (laughs) Nobody is safe within the cancel culture. Not even Gandhi. That I really do enjoy the videos of the statues being dragged down. It's so, like, feels so historic because they are so historic. Yeah. I I love it. I'm like, this is crazy but i kind of love it like, yeah i get what you mean what it's, it's like a physical embodiment of the destruction right because it's like you can see it happen before your eyes like i didn't like seeing urban outfitters get looted in a day. <laughs> I was like, not urban <laughs> like i'm like debating on whether or not to start a rumor that sonia sullivan you know sonia sullivan the irish olympian like i'm yeah. de- i'm debating whether to start a rumor that she was racist because like a couple of years ago they erected the ugliest ass motherfucking statue of Sonia O'Sullivan you've ever seen in Cove no. and I'm like she's gotta go you guys like she has got to go into the harbour it is the worst the Luke Kelly one is also ugly yeah. <laughs> it, it is ginger like wired hair 
Yeah, it's transplant. It's like freaky. <laughs> well, who was the um, Olympic swimmer? Michelle Smith. Smith, yeah. Who? She could get cancelled too. So I she love that story. She gone. She's like, try it again. Um, okay, so what? So keep going. I'm fucking fascinated. So moving on, that was his issues that he had with race, right? He clearly kind of made like almost a structured scheme of who is on top in the middle and what have you. He even campaigned and and wrote letters so that the Indian people, um, he argued that for with Caucasian people, they went back to the same ancestry. Like if you dated it back, he wanted to be regarded like the Indian community, like just the same as the white community and what have you. But it was after, I think Gandhi was young enough. So I, I think he could have been married around either 13 or 14 and, and his wife was a year older than him okay um really? so his father was on his deathbed okay and apparently gandhi was like a bit of a sex addict you know a sycophant um Ooh. yeah so on his father's deathbed gandhi had left to go for a shag to shag his wife so while he was shagging his wife he came back and his father had actually already passed so while he was having sex with his wife um the his father had passed so um what people were saying is that he kind of got this complex and i don't know if it was extreme guilt or what have you but he he developed this obsession or obsession with chastity chast chastity 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 thank you That's a word very hard for us whores <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so which was triggered by his father's passing allegedly okay So he became obsessed with this idea of chastity and he, pre- he pre- was preaching that essentially people should just not be having sex at all. He, he believed in something about for people to be at their most spiritual or their most awakened, evolved, what have you, that you needed to retain your vital fluids, you know, meaning your calm um, that was meant to stay in the body. And he used to say, you know, if Indian men, you know, ever had the urge to have sex with their wife, instead they should go and take a cold bath. But in his late 70s, okay, um, Gandhi used to do these things called chastity chastity experiments, okay? So Mm. um, he used to have girls in their late teens, and uh, by this stage now, he was in his late 70s. So he'd have girls in his late teens sleep next to him naked, and the two of them would sleep together naked. But he, you know, claimed the whole purpose of this was it was an experiment of his self-control. You know, he was so righteous that every night he would go to bed with this, you know, naked young girl in her late teens. Well, he was in his, you know, mid 70s, late 70s. And by not, you know, having sex with her or making a move on her, you know, that was his like, you know, his declaration to the world about how pure he was and all that. But to, I think, just before he had, he had passed. So he was in his very late 70s. It was his grandniece um, who was in her late teens. And she had to lay with him every night naked, as was he naked. They used to bathe together. He said, however, that he used to close his eyes when she bathed. But again, it was a whole thing where he used to sleep with these young women naked. And... Gandhi, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking joking? Gandhi Epps. <laughs> Did you say Gandhi Epstein? I love that he was like, close my eyes though, don't worry. <laughs> It's like, why do you mean that I asked? <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. So 
no problem. <laughs> no, a lot of people would still say that a lot of his teachings, you know, were very positive and what have you. But it just goes to show that these people that are held up, you know, almost like, uh, I'm not sure what the, the right word is to use, almost like demigod, almost like a this, such a spiritually awoken person, you know, that was just a voice to the world, like turned out to be just like a kind of a shitty person like the rest of us. Well, there's been a few of them because I've also heard, and I don't know the details of, but like, I'm pretty sure Mother Teresa is being cancelled lately. Oh, been, like, yeah. I was looking at her this morning and she yeah. is a bitch. A lot of crazy shit about Mother Teresa and uh, Martin Luther King for lesser <gasps> crimes. Known as like a serial cheater on his wife. No. Yeah, which also made me prick my ears up when he said he went over to Gandhi's house to sleep in the bed with the wife. I was like, oh, classic. <laughs> Picasso, yeah. He bad. You know, all the greatest rock stars. Okay, to move it on, right? Go for it. Go okay, on. so I remember when you were saying that about um that he was obviously triggered by his father's passing while he was riding his wife. I remember, okay, seeing on Celebrity Booth Brother when Megan McKenna was on and she was like having a meltdown in the mm-hmm. diary room. My granddad died when I was on X in the beach. Shagging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Modern so, day Gandhi. Yeah, but <laughs> not a lot. She has. And my celeb, okay, I'm going to get it out. My conspiracy is more Daily Mail, less biblical, let's mm-hmm. say. <laughs> so Peaches Geldof, yes. as we know, passed away. And when did she pass away, actually? What have we like? 2014 yeah 2014 and there is a slight conspiracy that has there's not much like info on it but there are people that think that there was some weird shit going on with her death and that it was maybe not a heroin overdose which the mm-hmm. toxicology came out when she passed and she had been unbeknown to anyone when i think it was myspace days when Peaches Geldof was going out with, is it Eli Roth, the producer? Oh, she the director. Eli Roth? No way. It was in the dark-haired guy. Sexy couple. Um, yes, they were going out. She was wearing random-ass kind of hippie clothes. <laughs> and um, they were going out. And uh, on a chat room, something went viral about uh, that this guy was on the streets of LA and randomly bumped into Peaches Geldof and they bought heroin together and he had photos and it kind of went semi-viral on the like darker web. So that was the only knowledge that the public had ever got of Peaches Geldof being involved with heroin. Now, we knew from, you know, her mom died from a heroin overdose, Paula Yates, and, and you know, so she'd lost a lot of weight. But at the time of her death, She was living this like lovely life. You know, she had moved from London to like the countryside in England. They had bought this big house. She was married. She seemed to have like completely turned around her party lifestyle. She was a mother of two. She was like a devoted mother. She was like, I think she was like on some mothering magazines, like being interviewed. She, which is again freaky because it was very similar to her mom, Polly Yates. Polly Yates, um, practiced like attachment parenting and wrote a book about it and then uh peaches was also really obsessed with attachment parenting she had like all the kids in the bed they had this like seven foot long bed and everything like that and then so it was so shocking when it came out that she had been 
she died of an overdose while one of her children, which was the exact same scenario as their mom, was in her care. So it was just her and her child. So when they found her, the child was like crawling around <gasps> this mansion with his dead mom on a bed with a syringe in her arm. Outrageous. But so prior to her death, Peaches Geldof was like Instagramming like mental. I like, remember that, yeah. I used to follow her and it would be like constant, constant, constant. And it was like very wholesome content. It was like her going down a slide with the kids, her with the dog, husband, you know, living her country life. But she put up a post um, of a picture of her with her little son, who was probably only like eight months at the time in a bath. And she had put it up and she said that she had taken this photo on her phone. And when she looked back, she could see like a little hand behind like a ghost hand. Ew. And so then apparently she got really involved in thinking that she was being haunted, that like there was a spirit following her, that like something weird, otherworldly was going on. And it's attached to the conspiracy. So I'm sure you both remember um, the Lost Prophet singer, Ian Watkins. Yes. The sick pedophile. When that came out, crazy yeah disgusting human who's now locked up she um he was called a load of child porn wasn't he child porn fans of his were literally giving their children for him to it it was so vile and so two women two fans of his who had um, been grooming their children like to this fucking pedophile um they they were in court as well and i think i'm not sure what they got in terms of like jail time or whatever he but uh they there he obviously was out outed like in the press and everything as being a pedophile but the mothers of these children were their identity was hidden because because to protect the child okay apparently but i don't think they got a lot of jail time i'm not exactly sure but um i know that peaches geldof tweeted the two mother, mother's names found out the mother's names and tweeted it. And I think she got banned from Twitter. I think the police were like going to be investigating into like how she got the information and scolding her for releasing information that wasn't allowed to be released. So there's a conspiracy around her death that um, obsessive Lost Prophets fans who are like satanic, like cast this kind of spell or sent this spirit to her. Oh my God. <gasps> Like oh, I just got chills. It's freaky. That, Me too. Like, I got it, chills when I heard the ghost hand bit. Well, any ghost hand really scares me. Lindsay has a very scary story about fingers and ghosts. Yeah, the ghosts and the hands are very freaky. The grey little smoky hands. But yeah, so it's a great one because there there was always something really weird where I'm like, hold on, you're telling me Peaches Geldof died the exact same way that like, there was so many parallels to her so mother's story and it almost seemed like if we're going to go down that conspiracy route it's almost like they're trying to like also like hurt Bob Geldof you know because it's like oh my god it's like history repeating itself for her family then like all the like knock on like trauma more so that like if it was some kind of satanic setup thing mm. that that was such an easy way to make it seem not that way at all because um, no one was going to question it. They'd be like, oh, yeah. she fell down the same troubled route as her mother. It's yeah. understandable. She became a mother and she, you know, with the attachment parenting and all of that, she and her last photograph that she'd uploaded um, on Instagram before she, 
you know, the last photo ever before she died was of her and her mother. So that also almost seemed almost deliberate of like, did she deliberately, like, was she doing heroin alone and thinking of her mother or something like that? It just seems a bit too... Because weren't they the same age as well or something or very close in very age? Very close in age. And it was just that she had fully, like, Tiger Lily, who um, was Michael Hutchinson's and Polly Eight's daughter. Um, they, she was in the room with Polly Eights in some hotel room when she had died. And then Bob Geldof adopted, which is amazing. It was amazing that he did that. And he gets such freaking grief online but like he adopted his ex-wife's daughter I didn't know that because um Polly Yates left Bob Geldof yeah. for Michael Hutchinson who she met on um, The Big Breakfast she used to host that and um then they had a child together and Bob Geldof adopted that child I wonder so, why Michael Hutchinson didn't take the baby he's dead he died oh, he before died. Paula did he he died um apparently I think it was because you know when that what's it called where you're like wanking while strangling yourself oh yeah asphyxiation that yeah. Kind of like, oh, yeah, no. yeah that's how he died very grim um he had like a string of babes that he dated kylie minogue um helena christensen fair he play like, he was a babe in his day but yeah i just find it fishy that i just i found it just so bizarre and then her instagram was deleted within like a few hours of her death completely gone which I also was so confused by because on her Instagram was like thousands of photographs of her, of her and her children videos and it was just like that deleted and, I was and that's like, really rare because like we always see these people who die and have their Instagram account and like it's still up people are still oh, like stop. Joan Rivers is still fucking posting daily yeah. do you know like <laughs> and like all those like a lot of those rappers who were you know died of like overdoses recently and all like people are still like you know commenting being like miss you bro uh, but they use it as a kind of like Caroline Flack I'm just googling yeah. her I'm just Instagramming her now she's still up there yeah like they use it as a memorial I know like the family can request to take it down but I doubt Bob Geldof would have wanted that thing or her husband because her husband would have been such a nice memory of all these lovely because she always posts her kids I think especially to delete it like within hours is mm. just in, like strange because mm. maybe if it were like months down the line and it was just too difficult but like her children were so young. I think one of her children wasn't even one yeah. at the time of her death. So for them to be able to, like, that's all they'll have was those memories. So it is just weird. Um, Very. I Googled there the, the, the picture of Peaches Geldof and the hand. I actually, when I when it came up on my phone, I actually got shivers and little tears Ooh. in my eyes when I saw it. <clears throat> but um, it said Very. anyway in the article, right? Obviously, she's like, no, it's not my hand. She like tells where her hand was, where the kid's hand was. But she said that she did some research in her Kent home where she was living. And because uh, the two of them are in the bath, aren't they, in the photo? Yeah. Um, so she said she did some research in her, in her Kent home. Um, and that a woman had killed herself in the bath after her own baby was stillborn in the 1920s. Oh, uh, that is. <laughs> I don't sit right with me. Very, very freaky, and it feels like. And the mother drowned herself in the bathtub. Then, oh, I'm going god. to show you the photograph, Jenny. Okay. Oh god! Oh god! I no, know, I, think... I know, I know, I know. <laughs> a wispy little. Oh my it's god! A no, it's a... And she also <laughs> petrifying. She looks like Peaches held up in and her it's like later around, years. It's like close to her neck. She went. She got along yeah. with child her look which was really freaky like she lost a lot of weight which yeah. people 
kind of around the time in the media and stuff they were thinking you know it was just a healthy lifestyle because she had given birth to two children so you know and we saw Nicole Richie yeah and you know she was always saying that she like had left her party lifestyle she left London apparently as an attempt to like really remove herself from all of like her kind of party and heroin addiction but like there's nothing really came out like Bob Geldof or her husband has barely spoken about like and didn't her husband kind of say like i had because this was the whole thing that was meant to be this secretive heroin addiction i'm not too sure they're really he only spoke tom cohen um only spoke once to like some magazine. i translated it like (laughs) because i was obsessed with the story because i had at the time of um her death I was really I was following her a lot because I was a young mom we I felt kind of connected to her in that way and then to know that it was all this lie and I just also couldn't believe that like Bob Geldof her sisters her husband would have like gone along with her trying to like put herself out there as this like earth mother when in reality she was shooting up heroin while her children was crawling around her mansion like what? Yeah, because I thought I had read something that could have been one of these like articles that's like speculation, and they were saying like that the the husband had kind of said like I know like they, they basically no one came out being like yes she had been struggling recently you know that way where you sometimes hear that post like mortem of someone where you're like like say when um, he said one thing he said um that like prior to the death that in like some kind of attic of their mansion in Kent he had found like needles yes I think that's what and I heard she, yeah. she like was like 100% flushing them down the toilet or whatever and, you know yeah because like, usually when someone like dies of like a, a heroin overdose like what was that actor's name who played Truman Capote what was his name um who is he Adam do you know him Michael or Hoffman uh, Seymour Hoffman Seymour Hoffman oh yeah yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. He died, like, obviously he had talked about his, like, struggles in the past. And mm. he was meant to be, like, clean, 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 clean. And then when he died, like, it had come out that he had been, like, struggling for, like, a while. He'd moved out of the family home. Yeah, like, and... there was loads of signs, basically, that, like, he was kind of getting back in or in a dark place. And then he obviously did the age-old thing of, like, taking the old dose. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. very interesting i my one is a similar uh kind of thing it's another celebrity death and yes it is you know if you will it could be considered a basic bitch conspiracy but it is the first conspiracy that i ever got into and like dear god it launched a thousand ships of conspiracy obsession with me and it is marilyn monroe's death and it is fucking fascinating okay 
many years. I'm excited. Because it's just like, it's one of those ones where you hear it and you're like, yeah. And like, it sounds like, so the, the main conspiracy, so to back it up, Marilyn Monroe had this like tragic life. Like if you haven't read like a, a book on her, like it's so heartbreaking and sad, like her life, her early life. She was born, um, her mother was schizophrenic. So she was born to a schizophrenic mother and she was basically in and out of foster care her entire childhood. And like her, her, her mother was unmarried. So like she always had this like father issue and her mom did this thing when she was around her mom, her mom showed her pictures of Clark Gable, the actor, and was like, this is your dad. And like, <laughs> oh, stop. I know. And then like weirdly at the, her, the last film she made had Clark Gable in it. Um, and like apparently she had this like connection to him and like then she was really bad on set and he died soon after so she kind of blamed herself and it was like oh so she was born to this schizophrenic mother who was in and out of um at the time like mental institutions her whole Mm. life so she was in foster care she had like really horrible experiences like I mean anything bad that you could think could happen in foster care happened to her as a child like being overly sexualized and the only way she was able to get out of foster care was by marrying at 16 um and then she kind of ended up in wanting to become she got into modeling and then she ended up wanting to become an actress and you know like a lot of people kind of like draw these parallels between her and like she always says like I I was just never loved and I never felt accepted and I never felt like anyone like truly loved me and that she always like you know sought fame for this kind of like acceptance feeling and like a mass amount of love Um, and she struggled with like addiction through her life like they were putting like you know with Elvis and all they're putting them on uppers downers everything back then Mm. um and you know she did have a troubled like early career she was part of that whole like early Hollywood system of like you know fully like almost like a human like not human trafficking but like you know actresses were just not treated with like respect yeah like they're being passed around producers you know there was you know it's like we're talking like pre-Weinstein where it was like just not even an open secret it was just like an accepted fate when you're going into Hollywood and so you know her life was up and down definitely um but towards the end of her life she'd been married three times and she had just uh divorced Arthur Miller she had a really sad marriage with him she had had she was never able to she was able to conceive but she had had like four miscarriages throughout her life um and you know when you look at it on the surface this is where you know her life ultimately came where it was uh, written down on the autopsy that it was apparent suicide so on paper you're like okay this woman came from such a troubled background had a really hard life struggled her whole life overdosed that makes sense um but when you look into it Marilyn Monroe was also famously you know you always hear this like she was actually really smart she was enrolled in college at the time she was a bookworm she just was like typecast so much as this like dumb bimbo blonde which was actually extremely uh very very smart I mean going out with Arthur Miller he was Mm. like a great American writer and he always said how smart she was but towards the end of her life she was um you know, working at this uh, film where she'd been let go, she had also been rumored to be involved with a lot of people, which are like, I mean, when you think of like, you know, when we think of like, you know, big political scandals, like say like Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, you know, that way, but this is like, she is being connected to the Kennedys, which is like, think of like the most famous actress having an affair with like Obama, like Scarlett Johansson and Obama. Like yeah. imagine like the insane, like, <laughs> amount of fucking gossip around that so she most people think she, she would have involved. the range to do it as well hell yeah uh so like you know if she was people always think she was involved with uh jfk 
mm-hmm. which apparently there was a bit of something that happened there. But really, her longest rumored affair was with Bobby Kennedy, which was his brother, which was the Attorney General of America at the time. So like the highest ranking uh, law enforcer in in America. Okay, and. there's all these rumors about her death so the main one that I find so interesting is that apparently Marilyn Monroe had this book called like a little red book where she would write down all these crazy stories that like men would basically openly tell her when she's around them because they thought she was dumb but like when you think of like this is like through like the Cuban missile crisis like you know when they're thinking everyone's a communist in America and um, Bobby Kennedy is like putting people in jail for this so she apparently had all this information and there's a uh, eyewitness report of the day before Marilyn Monroe was found dead it was one of her neighbors said that she heard Marilyn Monroe and Bobby Kennedy in the back garden like screaming and she was like I'm gonna fucking publish the book like she was like get out of my house or I'm publishing the book she's like I'm gonna tell all your secrets and like him and all his entourage like left the house then apparently there was sightings of him coming back in the house like that night all this weird ass shit going around and the neighbors probably thought nothing of it now Marilyn Monroe was found apparently this is the official thing she was found at on her bed with all these empty pills all around but there was basically the, the lead paramedic who was called uh called to her deathbed she was found by her um her house maid Eunice Murray and she, when he was called he said he arrived into a room uh into like she was kind of staying in like the pool house which like wasn't her actual bedroom and he said he came into this room and she was lying like face down and Eunice Murray was in the room. All, uh, he, uh, Pat Newcomb, who was her press agent, Peter Lawford, who was married to one of the Kennedy's sisters. And they were all in the room being like, she's dead, she's dead. And the paramedic went over and he has like, said this throughout his whole life. Unfortunately, he's dead now. And he went over and he was like, she's still alive. There was like a pulse on her. So he, he was like... On, he started working on her like he they were like we've called her doctor we've called her doctor and the doctor they called was her psychiatrist not a medical doctor oh, no. and this psychiatrist was hired by peter lawford and pat newcomb who were attached to the kennedys to like help her with her like mania now she had also there's also loads of rumors that she was having an affair with him and like he had basically been the person who had heard of all of her troubles with the Kennedys. Like she was like, I'm in love with Bobby. He's never going to leave his wife for me. Like all this kind of shit. And she was apparently telling him all these stories about what she knew about the Kennedys and all the political shit that was going on. And so this paramedic is working on her and he was like, I was resuscitating her. She was coming back to life when all of a sudden, uh, Dr. Ralph Greenson, who by the way, was one of the highest regarded like uh, psychiatrists, in the country at the time came in with his doctor's bag pushed him off he's like no no I'm working on her I'm working on her pulled out a needle he said like the size of like a foot long needle and he said he pushed apart her breasts and stabbed it in the middle of her um ribs and he was like as a paramedic he was like I could see what he was doing was like he was treating her as if he was going to give her like an adrenaline shot to come back apparent overdose and um, but he was like he didn't know what he was doing to this needle and he goes and I heard her ribs crack as he <sighs> he goes I heard like <sighs> and he goes he he injected her pulled it out put his fingers on her neck and was like she's dead <gasps> and this guy said this time and time again and later uh when you look into even her autopsy like they say that like she had taken like all these barbiturates like and the amount of pills that they're that were in her 
bloodstream. So drugs in your bloodstream does not obviously mean that you ingested them by your mouth. If you ingest pills like that much by your mouth, especially if they find you when you're still alive, your stomach acid probably hasn't melted them down. So usually in an autopsy, they'd find like all the kind of congealed. Yeah, of course. There was nothing found in her stomach. Zero. But there was enough drugs in her bloodstream to kill, to put out like an elephant apparently. And they were like, you like she would have had to take something like 60 pills 60 of each pill or something like that which apparently wasn't even in her house at the time there was like two kind of bottles like almost like we're gonna set up a little mm. killing here mm-hmm. crazy ass shit so obviously that all comes down people are like would the candies really bother blah 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 there's so many other like ones that that's like the main one there's another one that the mob killed her because apparently she was also like heavily involved with uh the rat pack frank sinatra all these yeah. guys and they were also involved with the kennedys uh so there's loads of conspiracies that they might have taken her out it's also since come out like in modern day with all these undisclosed um documents that have come out that like it has been confirmed that her house was wired like all of her phones there was microphones in all of her house so like people were listening to her on the phone to the uh president or the attorney general at the time as well bobby kennedy um and they think that this guy called jimmy hoffa did wired her house now jimmy hoffa was the head of like the unions and he hated uh bobby kennedy because bobby kennedy was trying to take down all these like corrupt unionists so they think that jimmy hoffa wired house to get information that he was having an affair with Marilyn Monroe and other information from like phone calls and that then he also orchestrated like that that Bobby Kennedy found out that he was being tapped found out that all this information was going to come out and he was like we have to fucking kill her like she she girl knew too much wow it's such a, like and apparently like there was this amazing book that I read uh, on her if you ever want to read a good book on Marilyn Monroe it's a huge one it's fucking amazing it's called The Assassination of Marilyn Monroe and apparently like the week up to like her death, she had, which is another thing of like why people don't think she commits suicide. She had just like re-signed a like multi-million dollar contract with Fox. The film that was canceled that she was in was getting taken up again. She had just bought this new house. Like her life was like on the up. Apparently she was meant to be getting back with her ex-husband as well. Apparently she was like known as like the happiest she'd ever been. She was like- Apparently though, just to say, conspiracy apparently that is when if someone has been previously depressed or troubled or suicidal the most telling time i've seen this um online like the most telling time apparently is when they're seemingly happy and i've heard well i think what the the point is more that she had plans that's very rare usually they'll be really happy and at peace but i think it's like it's very rare for them to be making future plans like she was meant to meet someone like the day after she had like all these set up things um but yeah so it's an extremely interesting one especially that fucking paramedic they they had like actually apparently he had pushed the case forward that he wanted to do another autopsy on her, her body and then he died she um, was murdered i mean there's just no two ways about it after listening to that yeah. i'm convinced like she was murdered it's really interesting it's such an interesting when you look into it after a while you're just like oh my god those ones i find so frustrating because it's like there's no end. It's, it's, yeah, but the like, same with watching that Epstein documentary. I'm like, it's so like in your face, but money will just be able to cover mm-hmm. up power. Like yeah. these like crazy ass like levels of power. And you think like also the most famous woman in the world. You're like, how the hell could they get away with that murder? They yeah, do. They do. They do. Yeah. All the time. Constantly. All day. You know, it's day. like even the R. Kelly documentary. Like mm. things that were so in everyone's face. 
just they get away with it it's so frustrating so frustrating so do we have any lol ones to end on <laughs> i read i read a, a thing this morning that said that britney spears was actually heavily involved in the bush presidency lol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can do a little britney moment <laughs> and that every time like jfk was about or sorry not jfk the bush was yeah. like having a scandal or, or some you know some negative press britney would go out and create a scene so I that think- it would take pressure away from the president because you don't know, remember like back then like like if Brittany had done something when off the rails it was big big news you know yeah I was like what like that is a bit much like to have Britney Spears working but I wouldn't be surprised I mean I wouldn't be and if anything it was a distraction one of my favorite Britney Spears ones which is just more so like it just kind of creeped me out if anything because mm-hmm. like so it's about have you heard of it uh adam about like the the high the high pitch of her voice yes 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 love that so i'll I'll break it down for some people in case you haven't heard it so britney spears was like obviously known as like she was a child star she was part of like was it the disney club or mickey mouse club that's what it was and she'd been like singing her whole damn life and obviously blew up in like 1998 when she was 16 by the way the more i think about that i'm like that is fucking freaky to be honest especially hit me baby one more time like, yeah so sexual and, yeah and like was completely sexualized Lindsay always talks about like how apparently britney spears was told to pronounce the letter l but with like, her tongue uh, on her lip oh, so if you know, where she's like my loneliness yeah. apparently it's like more sexual well it's like a tongue coming out it's yeah like a, you usually would touch the roof of your mouth to say le- yeah but like they told her and like they there's a shot on her portrait like with that you know like you can see her tongue coming out and like so those things like to be sexualized at that young of an age after being in the whole kind of Hollywood lifestyle for like since the Mickey Mouse Club like she yeah. was with Ryan Gosling Justin Timberlake Christina, Christina Aguilera um so she posted a video um I think it was like la maybe two years ago on her Instagram for her birthday and being like wild Britney online at the moment, you know, she was like, I always wanted to do this, me standing, singing a song in a black dress. And I'm going to play the audio of the song. This is what they are. Uh, so this is basically what Britney Spears posted, okay? only fools are Oh, no, but I can't help falling in love with you. Classic Britney voice, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the vi- first of all, it's definitely, we all know that song. It's It sounds slightly fast, right? Like from the, the original song. It's usually a little bit slower. But the main thing is the video is like, kind of erratic feeling or something mm-hmm. like it's very, the way it's been filmed it's very like it there's something unnatural about it absolutely and like it, it, so it's basically her hot ass boyfriend is like circling her yeah filming this so you it kind of looks like slightly off and she's just in the middle of the room from what i remember she's yeah. in the middle of the room um so then i'm going to play what this is someone their theory is that her voice was basically pitched up as a child to make her sound more like babyish and cuter because Britney Spears actually has a very deep voice. Now I'm going to play you the clip first of what it slowed down slightly sounds. And it, it's going to be, if you haven't heard this like conspiracy before, you probably will be a bit like, that's not Britney's voice. 
but I'm going to play a little bit more afterwards that I think could convince you. So this is the original video that you just heard, Slow Down Slightly. Only fools are Oh, no, but I can't help walking in love with you. Sounds wild. Like, you, you're like, creepy. It does. It does. But it doesn't sound like the Britney we all know. It, you'd be like, no, no. Hello, Linda. Yeah, you're like, I you love that. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. It sounds like Cher. <laughs> yeah, you're Cher, <sure>, bitch. <laughs> Trying to like thing like Britney, like, uh, like she she started vocal fry in like that that was popular. I remember like when I was in uh, music in third year in school, like everyone had to do like solos or whatever for their like practical, and like our music teacher would go and saying because everyone would be like ah, like doing Britney voice, and mm-hmm. she's like Stop that. like you will not get well for being like. Ah, yeah, trying to- so here's some clips right so that obviously sounds very deep but here are some clips of britney spears throughout the years as a ch- young as a child like Lindsay, you'll be able to see my screen here this is how young she's like what maybe nine ten very yeah. young here very Eight young here. um yeah she could definitely be eight so this is what she sounded like that and then we move on to a clip of her when she is 14 so which they say in this and that creeped me out when they're like this is two one year before she signed her contract this is her 14 singing at someone's wedding Second clip nearly blew the fucking eardrums off me. I'm sorry. Or I peed to the earphone listeners. <laughs> that is the person's fault, not mine. But the theory is, is that like, and this is where it got creepy for me. Because I was like, okay, whatever. They picture her voice. That's obviously like fucked up and weird. But the creepy thing is, is that then they were like, Britney Spears's life is so controlled that even mm-hmm. when she a video now of her singing, they still, like she must have had to send it to someone who then pitched it up. And made this weird, like, <laughs> or else he's just so indoctrinated to think like that. Well, there's a whole thing of people thinking that, like, um, she doesn't even control her on social media. That, like, you know, like her, like her dad has all this yeah. like, control. I don't understand. Like, oh, my sister put in our WhatsApp group last night, like night ladies with a picture. Oh, yeah. All her photos are like from a high angle, and you're just looking like black eyes. The weirdest one was when, you see that one where on her Instagram where she's like, uh, hey everybody, oh my God, I'm so excited to get back in my gym because I burnt my gym down last yeah. week. <laughs> you burnt your, she, I was meditating my candles and I burnt it down. <laughs> anyway. And she's like wearing the 
lowest slung denim. I'm like, like, I respect she's still on that vibe. Yeah, there's just, it's just, I remembered her and like, she was such a pop star. She was so like fun and cute and like had this like personality that everyone loved. She was like a Christian girl. And now she's like just so, so lifeless. Yeah, haunting. Like her eyes are really, really lifeless, like a like a possessed doll almost. What do you think, Adam, about the voice theory? Well, first of all, while we're talking about this, I've thunder and lightning going on outside. You know, it's very atmospheric. Wow. Um, well, first of all, what I'd say is because I, I have seen all the clips that you've played. The the first two that you com- you played the you know the comparison ones. Like I remember listening to, to that clip for for the first time, and the the, the obviously when that's at a higher pitch, the original one. And when you listen to it, you're like, okay, well, first of all, no way this is just a normal voice because you you can almost hear the little the little cracks and, and stuff that you only hear with that kind of like voice synthesizer or whatever. Yeah. And then when you, when you play the comparison of the slower clip, you're like, okay, well, if you play this to me, I, I would believe that this is an actual person singing. Whereas the original clip, I was like, okay, I, I know 100% that this is something that's been touched, if you get me. Whereas the slow down mm. clip, I was like, hmm. But the whole thing is like supposed to be like, you know, it, it 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 trends every now and again, but it always seems to be kind of like turned down or, or hit away is the Free Britney movement. And the whole thing is supposed to be is that her dad, like he said, has so much control over life, but it's to the point where he actually has legal custody of the kids or or he at least has the power to take her children away whenever he wants. Um, and I don't know if it was meant to be some sort of agreement that was like strung up when she was like in the height of kind of fame and kind of going through the meltdown where she had made this deal with her father was like, she'll get to keep the kids, but but he gets all the power. He gets the attorney over everything else. Yeah. So apparently now it's as much as she wants to sing normal and her use her real voice, uh, whatever, her father won't allow it. He's capitalizing. Um, and the mom. I don't have a clue where the mother is. Happy, so maybe she's just like distracted with her new boyfriend. And I love um, when conspiracy theories kind of all intertwine. So when you look at their family, like obviously Jamie Lynn Spears is Britney's sister. And there's, there was a weird conspiracy oh. about Dan Schneider, who was the director and creator and producer of like so many Nickelodeon shows mm-hmm. for years. Mainly Zoe, and not, not mainly, but no, notably Zoe 101. Yeah. So he's this like really kind of creepy looking dude and he would always be like photographed backstage with the kids, like hugging them. And I there's YouTube videos of this of like apparently has some weird foot fetish. Yeah. Thing. So he'd always include like these weird, like it would be like a show in Nickelodeon and there'd be a competition and it always seemed very innocent to kids because they'd be like, the competition is you send in pictures of your foot. Or else like... <laughs> Kids were sending in pictures of their feet to Dan Schneider. Because, and then because they'd be putting up, like, say, and Victorious or something, it would be like, she's getting tomato ketchup poured all over her bare feet for some kind of weird online thing, like, whatever. And um, he's been let go now. Randomly was fired. And um, nothing was ever spoken about it. And even at one point, Nickelodeon's brand name, like the, you know, in the corner and the left right, um, corner. Of was it an movie. orange foot? Yes. An orange foot. Oh and my he... God, you just triggered that memory. Oh my God, I remember. No, like... We're all remembering sending in pictures of our foot. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So yeah, there is like we never see Jamie Lynn Spears. Obviously, she got pregnant super young, like sixteen, right? Sixteen, yeah. And there was kind of a conspiracy that like Dan could have been the father of this child because they kind of put out the name of the father as this like drug addicted, like. Well, it was her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So basically what it was, because like, uh, Jamie Lynn Spears was like being like heralded as like the new thing. Like it was like, Britney Spears is her fucking sister. This was like, we've got the singer and now we've got the actress and like J- Jamie Lynn could sing as well. Like, and it was like a given. She was going to be a superstar. She was in like, Zoe 101 was huge. I loved that show. So did I. I wore a key around my... <laughs> oh no. The- around yeah. my she was great in that show. And then apparently it was like, so she then all of a sudden got pregnant out of nowhere. And they were like, it's this guy. And it was her ex-boyfriend of like a year ago who like they hadn't been seen or pictured together like at all for like a year. And he was living, I think, in a different state, like back at home. She was living in California. So it was kind of like, How huh? did that have occurred? And like, so the conspiracy is that like she basically got pregnant by Dan Schneider, who was like, amplifying her career yeah. but then didn't want to get rid of the baby because they're like super fucking religious so he basically made like some sort of weird deal with her that like she can have the baby if they have this cover-up story that it's the ex-boyfriends and that her career because she has never done fucking anything we since. don't see her we don't never. see her anything and what i find weird about it to be honest like now i have seen a recent picture i think it's online of jamie lynn's daughter and the apparent boyfriend and they do look alike ah, yeah, so they look alike but i mean i just find it weird that within the whole nickelodeon world because like dan schneider was a producer and director like for so many years no one has come out like i mean ariana like so many people like would have been like pretty close to him and like only one i think there was a podcast that they did with someone who um went through the kind of auditioning process and um she came out and she was speaking about like the fact that they would be in like some mall in america and there'd be these nickelodeon auditions on and thousands of kids would be there and they there was some things that they had to go in barefoot and get a foot massage let him massage their yeah. feet. Yeah. Apparently, apparently it was like there was also extras on i think victorious that's the one that ariana was on wasn't it or what was yeah, that yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. yeah and apparently it was a known thing that like on her like lunch breaks she'd go in and like a dancer would come in and be massaging everyone's feet like all the kids feet and of course he was also really well known for being on the amanda show yeah oh um, yeah and he that would was... be in the hot tub with her like yeah. his photographs of him when she did that uh skit in the hot tub mm-hmm. and she was like on the phone and um he was like yeah he, and he's just this creepy looking dude and then obviously amanda Bynes had like a severe meltdown now another weird conspiracy that also intertwines with all of them which is i mean it's a batshit conspiracy but it's one of those ones you know those conspiracies that you're like this is like full-on tinfoil hat <laughs> I love it is the <laughs> the theory that all child stars have an implant chip put in their brain and it expires after a certain amount of years and that's when they all start to have their breakdowns okay oh okay basically that even like is not even that far off for me I'm like oh that is something I could get on board with well it started because Amanda Bynes famously when she was having like her nervous breakdown on Twitter, she tweeted, they put a chip in my brain and they won't change it. She tweeted it and then it was deleted soon after. So this is this whole thing. And it was also linked at this, when I was reading about this conspiracy a few years ago, they linked it into the 27 Club. Because apparently like they put the chip in, they were like, usually the person will be signed at like 
13-ish. Then the chip will be changed at 20. And then it was kind of like, they'll give them seven more years. And if they don't really want to renew the chip, they'll just let them have a nervous breakdown and see you later. You're part of the 27 club. Because so when you look back at all these people like Britney Spears, Amanda Bynes, like they all had these like very similar and strange breakdowns from a very similar backstory and public ones too like Very Amanda public. Bynes was in someone's driveway right and like and she set herself on yeah. fire or something crazy like that I mean really disturbing stuff and like, never coming back from them like Britney yeah. has never been seeming like at a sound place no. since that to be able to discuss what really went down and it seems like everyone around her is just cushioning the reality being like it's fine she can't control herself she like I'm convinced that control. boyfriend is a carer <gasps> no way I just, this is my own conspiracy. Cause I'm like, okay, Britney Spears, yes, 100%, like 100% sex icon, amazing. He just seems so normal. And like, I'm not saying she can't get a hot guy, but like that guy, he just seems like he would not be like, yes, I'm completely fine with um, your doing your sped up videos. I feel like he's like a plant or something to, yeah. make, to like normalize her, but he's actually like, working for the dad somehow possibly and everyone's like yay Brittany with her hot boyfriend yeah well they're like you know we praise relationships right we're like okay fine she can't be that fucking crazy if she has a normal dude with her well if you look at like obviously she did that in the better line and stuff and since then like she had a weird like he was he I I got their relationship like he was the dancer like they kind of they meshed you know they made sense and it was like bad boy after her basically being forced into the like fake virginal relationship yeah. with Justin Timberlake yeah and then afterwards she was like she dated that paparazzi guy for a while didn't she and stuff like that so it's been like a slew of like fucking randomly unknown kind of dudes who seem to kind of be bloodsuckerish like there's yeah. just definitely something around Britney whether or not which conspiracy is true or not but something that I like know for sure is that like there is just she's sitting on a real dark secret it's not a happy time. I feel like her whole family is just not a happy, like, weird shit. Like, even just to, I don't know, I'm not mad about, like, I'm now looking at, like, the just the history of child actors and actresses, like, it, you'd have to really think. Oh, my God, can you hear the thunder and lightning and the rain? Yeah, I can, actually. Oh, my God, how atmospheric. So atmospheric. Are... The rain is, like, come, nearly ready to come in the fucking door. Ah. In cold. And yeah, and stop this whole recording. Oh, don't. <gasps> oh, no, stop. Oh. But a freaky, freaky time, girl. Any other ones to end on, Adam, that you would like to inform me and Lindsay about? Or are we calling it a blend? Um, what I was looking at, I'm always interested in to see is what celebrities take up a bit in witchcraft. Do you know what take an interest in witchcraft? So obviously, we saw the big movement of like, during the Trump presidency, Lana Del Rey, you know, calling on the old witches to cast a hex on Trump or whatever. But I know you squirrels are a fan of the craft, yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was something nice that I, it was actually, I loved it. Would you know your one, Feruza Balk, the actress? She played Nancy. Yeah. She went on then after filming um, the, the craft, she went on after filming and set up like her own like chain of like occult stores and stuff. Apparently no. she was like really deep into it. Because she kind of looks like she's one of those actresses that like she continued on the character. Like she dressed like the craft and like was looking deadly. But then she kind of dressed like that in her normal life as well. Yeah, 100%. 
I mean, she has a witchy vibe in general. Yeah. Such a witchy vibe. I love it though. But um, I don't know. It's just something like, cause after I watched the craft, I had like gotten super into witchcraft and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, like a little, I was a little witch. Like I just, everything I, I used to buy books. I used to go to the, all the occult stores. I was like interested in like tarot cards. And I was like interested in like opening my third eye and stuff to the point. I remember I had gotten so deep into it that my neighbor, um, down the road she was an old woman who lived by herself but I had had a a dream I spoke about this on Instagram before a dream about she was in it and there was like an older woman and stuff in it and a guy and I said it to her the the, the next day when I was at walk my dog was like oh my god I actually had a dream about you last night and like told her what it was and she was like oh my god you were speaking to my mother my dead mother (laughs) I, I, I was so into so into it back then I was like Yes, I was. <laughs> Were you happy with that? Were you like connected? As in, I, I felt connected, but I, I had my reservations even about that. I was like, mm, I was like, I think this is literally more a dream. But I had, I just was a big fan of Ghost Whisper at the time. So I was like, yes, I was like, I was speaking to your dead mother. Um, oh my- and I know I was I don't know why but I was like she wants to know that she's at peace and she was like oh my god thank you so much <laughs> she's like thank you so much she's like this is like one of the means the most most to me I've ever heard Aww, I, well, like, not- look. I I know but still you know I was like I got a rush off like speaking to the fake dead there for a minute <laughs> oh my gosh I'd say <laughs> oh fucking gas thank you so much for coming on the pod that was making us lol making us as lull. always as you always do guys if you are interested in i mean to be honest this was like vanilla version of mind poppers mind poppers is such an amazing podcast you should go subscribe to it anywhere you can find podcasts right adam anywhere you can find podcasts and their weekly episodes we'll have to do a mind poppers with you because i feel i heard a rumor adam that you got broadband <laughs> <laughs> Oh, stop. It's caused so much drama in my house already. Oh, I'd say so. Nothing like internet to cause drama in the household. But we'll have to come on Mind Poppers at some point. Me inviting myself yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're all booked up, you guys. <laughs> Mr. Pod, as we said. Yeah. <laughs> this same little realm. The realm of crazy weirdness. <laughs> crazy freaky rules. Uh, but Adam, thank you so much for coming on. I loved it, you guys. Stay woke. Stay spreading Stay. the good word. Don't sleep around here, honey. Okay, see you soon. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye, honey.